And we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. The number one Iron Maiden podcast on the internet. (laughs) How are you doing? Possibly. Possibly the number one Iron Maiden podcast on the internet. Possibly. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. How are you doing? Been a few days since we did anything, any recording or anything. I'm pretty uh, pumped for this uh, concert coming up. Ooh. The Estonia one. Straight to business. Yeah. Doesn't mess around. (laughs) What is it? Next, it's coming up now, um, very soon, next few days, actually, it's not, well, next week, uh, the the tour launches. What's the date? Saturday. The 26th. 26th. That's right. Yeah. I'm looking at my calendar now. The Estonia show begins. Crazy, man. It seemed like it was so long out. It was. It was so far away, and now it's like right here. We got our tickets so long ago. Yeah. And I mean, our shows are going to be here before you know it. Oh, my God. And then they'll be done, and then we'll be doing the same thing we always do, which is... (laughs) Are we ever going to get to see them again? What's going on? Like, when's yeah. the next tour? It's like they should sell the tickets to the next tour on the way out, <laughs> just so you got another ticket to hold on to. Uh, yeah, that's true. It'll come fast. Yeah. So we're going to do a... We mentioned this last week. Uh, we're going to do an episode live during the Estonia concert. We're not going to be right. at the Estonia concert. We're going to be here. But we're going to do it live, and we're just going to look on the internet. And as people tweet out what the set list is... Yeah. We're going to uh, let's talk about it. So we're going to record it live and kind of post it right away. Are we going to stream it live or anything? Or is that no, we'll just record it and then I'll uh, I'll put it online like an hour later or something. Yeah, we'll just do like no edit, just yeah. get it up right away. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and so kind of a live be... reaction to the to the set list. Yeah. So yeah, it should be cool. I can't wait. To figure out what they're going to play. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do play. And you know, we we did a, a an episode breaking that down. And uh, later on today, we're going to talk about we've been we've been getting more and more responses from listeners about yeah. their playlists, and you know it oscillates from what people think they will play to what they wish they'd play to the you know the dream set list which I put together. Yeah, everybody myself. has a dream set list they send to seem, yeah. seem to send in. So, mm. although yeah. that would be different every week. I know. I just want to hear Lord of the Flies. If I hear that, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, or Tail Gunner. Tail Gunner be yeah. good. Oh man! So That'll be great. Content. Still life. Still life. I didn't mention that. That would be excellent. Still yeah. life would be cool. Still life would be really good. Or uh, if you're talking about Bruce doing Blaze songs, if Bruce yeah. would do the Educated Fool, I think that would be an awesome song for Bruce to do. Okay. Yeah, that would be good. I never thought of that one before, but that would be really cool. Yeah. I just want them to change it up a bit, and I know they're probably going to. But everyone seems to be running crazy with this. Like Bruce seemed to say that he was going to play some new stuff and that social media blah 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 was gonna go crazy or whatever yeah and people took that to mean it's gonna be all rarities which i don't think it is no it'll be like two or three tracks that are surprising. i think there'll be a, yeah two or three yeah. that are surprising two or three that are brought back from yeah. after a while haven't they haven't played in a while that's right and then the rest i think there's still gonna be a lot of like standards because i'm seeing some people's lists that they're sending in and i'm like there's no way they're gonna play all these there's not even like one hit yeah. on here yeah. But you never know. That would be awesome. I I would love it if they did, but I think the chances are low. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to be hearing a lot of stuff like, yeah. I think Heaven Can Wait, which is one that they played all the time, but they haven't played in a long time. Yeah. They played it on the Somewhere on Tour, Seventh Sun Tour, the No Prayer Tour, the Fear the Dark Tour, yeah. the Real Live Tour, X Factor, great song. Virtual, Virtual Eleven Tour. And then it had like a five-year break, came back for like Give Him Ed Till I'm Dead tour, then went away for another five years, came back on the Somewhere Back in Time tour, and they haven't played it in 10 years. 
Okay. So stuff like that, stuff that was like a, a staple that disappeared for a long time. I think those songs are mostly where you're going to get. Yeah, revisit them. Well, you never know. We'll find out <laughs> on Saturday. Flight of Icarus. Saturday. <laughs> you want to run through very quickly uh, kind of our, our set predictions just to tee it up? Or do you want to talk about that? I will save that for we'll when save we that do for that before. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Beer time. Yeah. Excellent. What do we have here? This Man. is from Les Trois Mousquetaires. It's from uh, Quebec. <laughs> it's a doppelbach, a dark lager. Okay. So, Because anytime someone's like, speak French, like a lot of times I know what they're saying, but I just think back to that time when I was in French class and there was that guy behind you and if you turned around he had the fist up and he was ready to pound you <laughs> if you said anything in French. I never had that in my school. No? <laughs> no. Oh my God. In my school, like literally, I, you know. I but mean, you're trying too hard. You're trying to learn too hard. Quit learning, buddy. <laughs> On the back of this, it says, Strong brown lager used as liquid bread by Bavarian monks during Lent. Interesting. So, uh, anyway. Liquid bread? Well, I'm going to edit this part out because this is taking fucking forever for to open. So it's a cork. Okay. All right. Bang, there we go. Have I had this before? Uh, I had some of this like this is a really year good. or two ago. Jesus, that's not going to last. God, that's good. <laughs> I'm thirsty. A doppelbach. I don't know much about like those styles of beers. So. Our drinking team sure has a podcast problem. <laughs> That's really sweet. It is really sweet. It's good though. Yes, yeah, so a good beer. So we did the killers episodes. Yep, those two killers episodes. They went well. Good. Yeah. I know. I was thinking since we did the killers episode. Yeah. How remember Paul Diano? Well, mostly we were talking about maybe doing a Paul Diano episode, so I started listening to a lot of Paul Diano solo stuff. Yeah. Since the Killers episode. And I keep thinking, like, Paul Diano was saying he liked the first Iron Maiden album. He didn't like Killers so much because it was getting a little too heavy metal. Yeah. And he wanted to, he's like a punk, and he like he's like, they lost their punk edge, and now it's like, they're turning into a heavy metal band. Yeah. Which he doesn't like. Because he just wants to do, like, punk stuff. So then he leaves Maiden, he does all the solo stuff, and like none of it sounds like punk. So I, I don't know. When Paul Diano left, this is what Diano sounded like. a short clip but like that doesn't sound very punk to me <laughs> it sounds very like radio friendly rock i know so then he went on to do like uh battle zone which sounds like this is which is super metal man like that does not sound like punk and if he didn't like yeah. Killers because Killers is moving more towards metal. Yeah. Then he does like stuff like this, which is like totally mellow, or stuff like uh, Paul Diano's Killers, which sounds like this. This whole thing about him, like, oh, I'm, I was sick of Maiden and I became disillusioned because Killers wasn't was too heavy metal and not punk enough. Yeah. 
I don't buy it, man. Yeah, but that's that's any artist's explanation, like, after the fact. Like, what happened? No, I was, like, what, early 20s, and we started playing big shows, and I was drunk all the time and trying to stab people. And then later on, wait, what are you going to do? You're going to go around and be like, oh, I was a total douchebag, and I was an idiot, and I blew my biggest shot in life. Or are you going to go, no, the way their music was going was not the way my music was well, going. Well, yeah, oh, I know, come artistic on, differences, right? yeah. It's like someone, <laughs> I, I left that company because I was sick of making money. Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on tell ourselves these lies you know what i mean to like that yeah. that right there he's got the full gamut he's trying to find where he's at but like killers he nothing yeah. in there is in even anywhere and if you near. listen if you listen to that there's not much difference between killers and iron maiden there, oh, there's <laughs> those not, two albums yeah. are almost uh, exactly the same yeah compared could, to this kind of stuff this stuff is so different from i mean yeah. killers and iron maiden are as consistent as any other two albums almost yeah. any point yeah all those songs they were playing before either of the albums came out so they had all those songs written. They picked some for Maiden, and then they picked some for Killers. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know. I think, But then I'm also reading Paul Diano's book, The Beast, yeah. which I kind of got halfway through. And then I kind of read bits and pieces of it based on what we're doing episodes on. I don't know, man. I don't. When you're reading Paul Diano stuff, or anything that he says in the press, mm. he basically says whatever he feels like. Yeah. <laughs> His whole book, basically, it opens up, it's all like, oh, I smashed a beer bottle over this guy's head, and then... I got pistol whipped and then I, I got a gun and I beat this guy's teeth out with blah 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 blah. <laughs> just like him being like, yeah. trying to sound like badass, page yeah. after page. So like, I'm pretty sure that when you hear an interview with Paul Diano or anything he says about anything, it's just like how he feels at the time. <laughs> yeah, but even then, you can look at it now and you can hear his interviews now and you can realize like age comes wisdom and that he's humble now and and you know, it's yeah. back then he was he was saying what he wanted and going on and now he looks back at the tenure of Maiden and what Maiden have achieved and what he achieved in his career, which was still incredibly impressive, but where he was with Killers and where the trajectory was. Whether or not he could have realized that is another debate, but he looks back on it and he says, you know, Bruce is 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 the, the voice of Maiden and, and he speaks so glowingly of yeah. Maiden that you can tell that, that that's just youthful exuberance. But with Paul Diano, if next week stuff. another interview came out and he says that, like, Iron Maiden was horrible with Bruce Dickinson and he was the truth, like, it wouldn't surprise me if he just did a 180 on any subject at any yeah. time. Yeah. I don't know. Which says more about him than anything. Yeah. On those clips, um, the, you know, this not the first clip, because the first clip, I don't know what that was, but the... Um, the, the later clips, it, that's everything I don't like about metal. You know, that's why I don't say I'm like a metalhead. Because yeah. every time someone says, oh, you're into metal, you know, I'm like, no, I'm into Iron Maiden. And, you know, the Night Demon stuff's been excellent. It was great yeah. to have, uh, have Jarvis on. And I love all that that stuff now. And now I've picked out a few albums and I've got a, a, a friend of mine's a really into metal. And he's trying to get me some lighter stuff. But I just find the screaming and the, the, yeah, the, that the kind rapid of vocal, drumming. Yeah. I just don't get it. I guess it's because yeah. it's like made for like yeah. head banging at a club and I'm just not doing that. Like yeah. I actually love the and, and I've said it since since I started in Maiden, I love I love the um the quality of the music that they produce, just the vocals, you know, the but everything. You could say the same thing about Metallica. If you had never heard yeah. Metallica before and I let you hear it now for the first yeah. time, would you think you'd like kill them all? Yeah, well, I grew up like I listened to Metallica right growing up. I mean, I know but that's the, the thing. If you had heard, Puppets, but if you heard it now for the first time, <sighs> that's a good point. I probably yeah. wouldn't like it. Although Master Puppets is so good, I know it's hard I mean, to. It's almost it's so impossible good. to know how you yeah. feel about it. I had Except them both on cassette. I had them both on cassette and CD, and I played. Yeah. I played the cassettes to death. Yeah, and I just loved it so much. Yeah, yeah, and that and like there's a lot of bands like that, like. Those like growly vocals really turn me off of a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it sucks when there's like 
a song that you really like and then you don't like the vocals. And I find some of this Paul Diano stuff yeah. like that. James like the music is vocals good. aren't like that though. No, I'm not talking about Metallica. Yeah. I'm talking about like a band like you ever hear Carcass? They have a song called This Mortal Coil, which has like one of the best guitar riffs I've ever heard. Until the vocals come in and then it ruins the song for me. But it has potential to be like one of my favorite metal songs. But then the vocals come in and I'm like, no. Yeah. But if I could find an instrumental of it, I would love it. An instrumental. But there's a lot of bands like that. I don't know. Yeah. I know. I just don't. I don't get the the screaming. I guess. Yeah. You know? I don't mind. Yeah. It depends on the band. Mm. But I tend to like the Maiden vocals, the Judas Priest vocals, Halloween, that high pitched like stuff, or even like uh, the Metallica kind of gruff singing style. Yeah. But once they get into like the death metal growl, I don't know, it turns me right off. Yeah. And Paul Diano has a great voice because sometimes in some of the. Uh, solo stuff the post maiden stuff he's singing really like high and great but then sometimes he'll there's a few albums in there he has so much there it's like a lot to dig through yeah there's like album after album after album and they're all really different so it's i don't know it's gonna be hard to do a i was gonna do an episode on paul Diano's post uh post maiden stuff yeah and i was gonna make a playlist for you of like 15 16 songs that spans the whole thing and I was listening through all the albums, and I was like, you're going to hate most of this. Oh, I'd, I'd hate, yeah, a lot of yeah, it. But there'll be some there that you like. That's for sure. But I'm, man, like, this podcast, you ruined me, Nesbitt, because now I'm now I'm looking at all of these, and I have to get them all. And even though some of them I don't <laughs> like them, but just for completeness, it's like my comic book collector is kicking in. And, you know, like, the Blaze stuff I like. Like, yeah. i got to say, I've listened to a bit of Blaze stuff, really like it. Obviously, yeah. the Bruce Dickinson solo stuff, I, I generally... Um, am really into although Tattooed Millionaire um, I we listen to that up at the cabin yeah. uh, a couple of times I listen to that all the time my, yeah. my favorite one is Chemical Wedding but the yeah. um, Tattooed Millionaire like I listened to it today and I was like eh. but then later on in the album there were some great tracks yeah it'll grow on you the more you listen to it yeah, yeah. that's when he did that while he was still in Maiden so that's right so we were we're planning out some episodes and then mm-hmm. like, because Killers to me felt kind of like Power Slave like you we did the same thing which was like we, we, we talked about doing it at once and then we did it twice and then we even recorded a bit and we were just because because these albums are so iconic we just don't want to get them wrong and the truth is is even now I think if we did Power Slave tomorrow even though it was like so few episodes ago we'd do it differently so we're going to have to revisit them but there's so many more albums so many live albums so many solo albums there's so yeah. much stuff we want to do in the early years on the arcs of the different individuals I mean it's just never ending and at the same time like as we're going through this I'm evolving so much um, specifically, like you know, I haven't, I don't have your tenure with with Maiden. I don't, I don't have all the original sources and the scrolls and the, <laughs> you know, and, and all of the the DNA samples of all the band members that you have. Are you talking about the scroll from the uh, the box set? Yeah, the, the that box came in the scroll. Eddie in the pewter ring. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't. So for me, a lot of this stuff, especially like we get in the solo stuff. I mean, I can tell you right now, other than the Bruce stuff that I've heard with you. Um, I've got really no background. Everything with Paul, all that yeah. stuff you've sent it through. So it's going to be totally new to me, which is kind of yeah. exciting. Well, that's fun to talk because it's yeah. I've, like this Tattooed Millionaire album by Bruce Dickinson. Mm. I've heard this a hundred times. Like I listen to this album all the time. Yeah. So I know every song on it. So it'll be cool to have like my opinion and your opinion as like a new listener to it. Like you've heard it before, but yeah. You know. Yeah, I, lo- I love some of his uh, chemical wedding thing. You know, it, it's funny because chemical I'm, wedding's great because it sounds yeah. like a maiden album. <laughs> it, exactly why I love it. Yeah. yeah, 
It's, you know, it, it brings me back to, uh, I'm a Soundgarden fan. I love all their stuff. I have all the Soundgarden yeah. albums. Um, listened to them a lot growing up. And then, but my favorite, one of my favorite albums was Euphoria Morning, which is a Chris Cornell oh, solo yeah. album, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and I loved Audio Slave. Yeah. Like, even though it was later. I never really got into Audio Slave so much because I was like, I think it was so much hype. It was, no, I liked Audio Slave. Oh, man. But I didn't love them because it was like Rage Against the Machine was great. Yeah. And then Soundgarden was one of my favorite bands up there yeah. with Maiden. And then I was like, oh my god, I can't believe what this sounds like together. And it was like, none of the energy of Soundgarden and the... And then I was listening to Rage yeah. afterwards and I was like, if we take Zach De La Roca out of the music, there's not a, a lot... There's like riffs, but there's not that much I, going on. So it's just kind of yeah. very like bland to me. Do you know the first Audio Slave album, you know, like Cochise and, yeah. and, and yeah. Like a Stone? Yeah. You could stick two of them on, um, on Down on the Upside. Like you really could. You could, but you're yeah. ruining the albums. You could, but, but well, I'm just saying that I think that Chris Cornell's so dominant wherever he goes, and that's why Euphoria Morning was so good. Uh, I disagree because Maybe it comes I think back to my vocal Soundgarden. Yeah, we're getting off on the Soundgarden. Oh, okay. But Soundgarden, to me, what I didn't like about Soundgarden towards the end, Soundgarden are such a good band and they're amazing. And then King Animal came out, which was like I love that album. I love every single song on it. But there's a few towards the end that sound like uh, Chris Cornell wrote them on acoustic guitar brought them in and they just kind of meddled them up and that's what audio slave sounds like to me it's like chris cornell either wrote these songs on acoustic guitar and then they kind of metalized them yeah. a little bit to try to rock them up a bit yeah or they sound like kind of generic rage against the machine riffs with like good singing over them yeah but it didn't have i don't know it just didn't do it for me what happened to the rage against the machine did the, did the lead singer die no he just uh they that just... was the lead singer sublime wasn't it? he died I don't know anything about Sublime. No, they're really good. Well, they have two good albums. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, 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 can, I can see that. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I like Audio Slave, but I don't love them. And I mm. think it's because I was expecting to like them the way I like Soundgarden. Yeah, I put them in Like, the, Soundgarden's yeah. a 10 out of 10 to me, and they're like a 7. If you like... But a solid 7. If you like Soundgarden, yeah. and you don't like Audio Slave... Yeah. Um, then it's completely the scenario where any one of our listeners loves, you know, all of the early main albums and isn't into Dance of Death or. I disagree like because Soundgarden, Soundgarden is one hundred percent different. Than I know Audio it's a Slave. different band. The timing is oh, they have like weird timings. It's yeah. all like this drop D medley stuff. It's all the weirdness and the heaviness of Soundgarden stripped out, and all you have left is Chris Cornell vocals. Here's my counterpoint. Okay. Here's my counterpoint. Because the different band throws the argument. Yeah. But the argument to me is still the same fundamentally. The new Soundgarden albums. Yep. Most people aren't into either. Yeah. I mean, I don't even own that album. What, King Animal? No. Oh, you should get it. And you, you told me that. Yeah, so I will, actually. I'm going to put I that on two copies of it on vinyl. Oh, there you go. I'm going to play copy in a sealed copy. I love that album so much. That's unreal. Yeah. That's it's awesome. That's great. Is it, is it the whole band? Yeah. Excellent. It's amazing. And you, you went to see them, didn't you? Yeah, I went to see them. Yeah. Oh, deadly. Went to see them in Montreal in a small spot yeah. in Metropolis. It was awesome. Me and my buddy went We Chris went to, uh, for yeah. like a three-day trip to see Soundgarden. And man, you walk right up to the front of the stage. There's, well, you couldn't walk right up to the front of the stage. It was packed, crowded, and sold out. But like, you were really close. Like maybe 30 people from the front of the stage yeah. and nobody bumping into you. <laughs> Which is exactly and man, they left. sounded insane. They were so good. It was one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life, including all the sound including all the Maiden shows I've seen. Damn, it was so 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 good. 
they just sounded amazing. The set list was like the best. Was it was it uh, mostly from the new album or? No, they played all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they played like Beyond the Wheel, which is like my yeah. favorite Soundgarden song. Yeah, and I didn't think they were gonna play it, and it blew my mind. And they sounded so great. Yeah. Oh, I know, I'm gonna go home. What listen to Soundgarden now? For the yeah, man, now week. I need to get off. <laughs> but you know what? It's so depressing that he's he's gone. Yeah, I don't even like talk about it, man. Like I can tell you right now, if something happened to Bruce, I just I just go. I I would I'd have I just go. I'd go drink it for a month. I just you know you'd be like, where's Josh? Give him yeah. time. Yeah. that'd be I mean that's that's brutal that's brutal like what do you do yeah like he's gone it. now anyway yeah. it sucks ah back to back to Maiden, <laughs> back to Maiden. <laughs> well okay. our true love so look Soundgarden is just but a mistress <laughs> I don't know I'll put Soundgarden up there okay second wife <laughs> <laughs> something okay so I have set up for Iron Maiden Google alerts yeah. so I get an email with like a but anyway, this one came through, and it's a cover of Run to the Hills. And before I start talking about it, I'm going to play a little clip of it. The rats get back to their holes, finding them back their own game. Murder for freedom and stabbing them back. Women and children are going to die. think of that i think that is horrible it might be the worst cover of anything i've ever heard by anyone ever <laughs> yeah but you know what I, th- I i agree that that musically there's not a lot there but <laughs> run to the hills this is i guess in a sense a some singers with indigenous roots doing a takeoff on it maybe adding a bit of tone to it which could be interesting it could be maybe, but yeah, I like it from from a, from a political standpoint. I think it's gutsy in the sense that they're just not like. I clicked on this and it was a link to YouTube. Yeah, and it was a video. You know those music videos, and I watched the video and I heard that, and afterwards yeah. I was just like, yeah, I felt the same way as if someone had sent me a, a video of like someone wiping their ass with an Iron Maiden shirt. <laughs> I was like, how can you do this? This is like how can you do this? horrible. And I, I don't care yeah. about the politics, and I don't care what the song's about. I don't care who did it. It sounds like garbage to me. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I, I get it. And also, I would probably imagine that they're not exactly Iron Maiden fans or appreciating the work. They're just like, think about the lyrics, right? Yeah, who cares? Like, I don't care, man. The men. I think they're trying to make a political statement out of it. But but it's already a political statement. The lyrics are already, like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. go off forever. I was I actually got angry when I heard this. I was like, this is so horrible. How could you do yeah. this to an Iron Maiden song? Hate it. <laughs> yeah. So thumbs, thumbs down from me. Thumbs down from me, too. <laughs> All of this boils down to if the music sounds good or not, and this yeah. sounds horrible. I think me and it's you, garbage. in a weekend, could do a better cover of a Maiden song than this. I don't know, but I'm pretty bad. Man, if I had a computer or the drum machine. And you know how I know it's bad? Because everything you talked about with the politics and everything, yeah, all these articles are out, and no one is saying it's good. They're just like, here it is. Here it is. Oh, <laughs> Look, that's true. Listen to this uh, cover of, uh, of this Run to the Hills. <laughs> And then there's like no comments and there's no, no nothing comments. except on YouTube where everyone's saying how horrible it is. Yeah, um, that's that's yeah, it's not a good cover. I mean, and the other thing is they're saying like, oh, it's a throat singer or whatever, and it's like I don't hear any yeah. throat singing. I hear screaming. Like I've heard yeah. throat singing before, and if she had covered it and kind of like respected the song yeah. and done it with 
throat singing in a way. But like, and whoever this guy is, this is exactly what we were talking about earlier about the screaming vocals is, is just like, bah, bah. and I'm yeah. like, holy crap, like anybody can do that. Anybody. Yeah, but there, there, there is a type of throat singing where like they, they all center in a circle and like they, they pitch themselves. Yeah, I've heard that stuff yeah. before. And, and if it's they actually did, quite awesome. Like, yeah. Because they if, get a resonance frequency. Right, but I didn't yeah. hear any of that in no, the song. No, And if they had done that in the song, maybe it could have been good. Yeah, absolutely. So they could have, like, they, there's no reason that they couldn't have covered it. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man, this is screaming and, like, industrial sounding drums and, I don't know. Yeah. It's not a good cover of Maiden. No. <laughs> yeah, and we don't like them politicizing our Maiden. Right. Yeah. I don't like politics in my metal mixing. No, nope, no metal with <laughs> politics. Right. Deadly. All right, next topic. Next, move, moving <laughs> seamlessly along. So now we've got a little spring cleaning to do. Maybe yep. this episode is a bit about prep for next week, prep for the tour, and a bit of spring cleaning because we yep. have to, to kind of get our legs and catch up. We've had, by over the last, geez, uh, I don't know, four or five weeks anyway. I mean, we've only been going since the start of the year. Yep. Um, the emails, the comments, Twitter really lighten up now. Uh, which is good, but at the same time, sometimes you get word you don't, you don't reply to an email and you, someone falls through the cracks. And we've always said, reach out to us, reach out to us. And I'm like, God, anybody who does, if you don't get a reply, get back to us because we will reply to you. Yeah. Um, Most of the time when people email, I write them back like a... Yeah. I mean to like write them a two sentence like, oh, thanks for whatever. And then I start talking about something they mentioned. Next thing I know, I have like three paragraphs about me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't or else even... I'm back and forth like 10 times with them. Oh, what? Really? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't so. even I don't even reply. I'm just like it, it's so funny. I just listen. I'm like, ah, Nesbitt will reply to this. One. <laughs> anyway, I get to, I have some emails here. I yeah. Print them up, and there. This was one that kind of fell through the cracks. It was like not very long ago. It was like a week ago. Yeah. It says it's a guy Sheldon from Texas. It says hi, Josh and Nesbitt. I just finished listening to your episode on Janice, which I think he meant to write Yannick, or maybe his spell correct to change Yannick to Janice. You guys are right. He's an important part of the Iron Maiden legacy. I was wondering if you guys could would. I was wondering if you guys would classify Iron Maiden as progressive rock or prog rock. Love the show and up the irons, Sheldon. Would you think Iron Maiden is prog rock? What do you call prog rock? What does that mean? Um, like in this, in the seventies, I think it was the early seventies. Yeah. Like a lot of time changes. I think they're kind of prog rock in certain stages of Maiden. Yeah. Time changes, weird like uh, weird timings, weird s- structures of their songs. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of Rush songs are total prog rocky. Like they go off in different yeah. spots. And you listen to a lot of Pink Floyd, right? Yeah. Do you ever listen to that Adam Hart and Mother album? Oh yeah. Like that's total prog rock. Like yeah. it's twenty three minutes that one song, and you know how yeah. you know what I mean. Not not really. I mean, when people add these new labels to music, then I always okay. I anchor. Yeah. Well, this one is album, a this is and a. Then all I'm doing is comparing it to that one album. Yeah. Well, it's hard not to do. Yeah. Well, because I'm is, not a musician. But so. the early '70s is yeah. when they came up with this term prog rock, progressive okay. rock. So this is a term from back then. Okay. But like then there's like more modern stuff like Rush that people and did you ever hear of King Crimson? No. They have like a classic album that everyone points to. But I would say like even fan of the opera. The way how like the timing changes and stuff like that's kind of prog rocky and like then they got like Rami H Mariner, Seventh Son, Tameland, that Dance of Death song, yeah, that's like got all these other parts in it, you know what I mean? Alexander the Great, Legacy, and definitely Empire of the Clouds is like prog rocky, like it's all over. It's like this big sweet. Well, I, I'd extrapolate. I would say that 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 Maiden songs are non formulaic and and they, yeah. they they you know as a matter of fact you know and that's kind of part of prog rock. Yeah. Right? 
And it's also some of the reasons that some people don't take to this quickly. Like, it amazes me yeah. how formulaic music even is now. Oh my God, yeah. Like, through the different, it's so formulaic. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's so, it's like, you know, the, the jokes of the people on Facebook going, this is how you build a dance song. You do this, this is how you build a country song. You talk about beer and you do this. And they've got like every country song summed up in like yeah. three minutes while they're talking through it. Yeah. And same thing with dance songs and all this stuff. And you listen to the radio yeah. uh, when you do. And Which it's, I haven't in. <laughs> Years. I know. I just listen to K rock, classic yeah, rock, and that's too. it. And, yeah. You know, I'm just like, if it's CTR, great. If not, I put on a podcast. <laughs> like, literally, that's it. So it's, I just you know, uh, listen bon to K rock and like catalog how many maiden songs I play per month. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what's so funny? If CTR or Bon Jovi comes on, you're driving, like, it's the best music ever. But it, I, if I tune it on at home, I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, there's certain songs like that too where I'm up yeah. in the cabin and if I'm like outside and I, you know, doing something at the cabin and like you get the radio on. It's only because it comes on the radio and someone phones in, requests it, and they play like, I don't know, some Skinnerd or something. I'm like, hell yeah, this is an awesome song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where normally you would like never ever listen to those songs. That's so right. it's all about context, right? It is know. all about context. But back to the back to the the, the email. Right. So I'm no expert on what like prog yeah. rock is, but I I know the bands that people always refer to as prog rock, and that's kind of what I'm basing my opinion on. So I'd say yes, some of their songs are some of their longer more complicated unconventional songs are and steve harris was into like yes and remember they did that king of twilight song by nectar and they covered jethro tull and these are all like bands that are classified as prog rock so the mm. influence is there but i mean i don't know you'd have to find someone who knows exactly like tell me what your definition of prog rock is and then i'll tell you if i think iron maiden is that or not. well it definitely <laughs> falls in there because there's such a variance yeah. of music but even now just thinking since i've said it there's so many where there's like a, so many Maiden songs where there's like an ease in either with guitar or vocals and then there's like a riff play up and then there's like, you know, the lyrics and then there's yeah. the, the chorus and, the songs and then they again, take like weird and then there's a the solo and break and then it goes out and it sharp ends. Like, yeah. so there is a formula for a lot of Maiden songs. A lot of Maiden songs yeah. are the, the verse, chorus, verse, yeah. chorus, bridge. Yeah, that's right. But even chorus, then, like, chorus. you can watch the way the guitar and the bass goes out. It's either bass dominated or it's, or it's yeah. guitar but dominated. Those are the ones I wouldn't call yeah. prog rock. But then, like... That's right. Yeah, like Seventh Son definitely I would say is prog rock. It's, yeah. That song's crazy. But it's so funny because if you release a new album, um, you know, if you're Maiden, you, you, everybody compares it to the past albums. It says like, oh, this is good and that's good. And this isn't Maiden or that isn't Maiden. Yeah. Isn't, if, you, if you go too far, you lose everyone. If you're, if you're not close enough, you know. And if you're yeah, too you're close rehashing. and you're ripping it off. Yeah. Like, it's such a fine line. Yeah, that's why I think Book of yeah. Souls is such a good album. It was. You have those songs that are very typically Maiden. Like Red and the Black... People were like, oh, this is like generic Maiden. And I was like, I love it. Yeah. Man, <laughs> you know what? Black. I, I, I listened to it probably the But then there's those songs, like, there's yeah. a bunch of songs on there that don't sound like anything they've ever done before, which is kind of yeah. cool. I've, I'm in a funny place. I've listened to it once in the last three weeks. I haven't been listening to a ton of Maiden lately, to be honest. Um, you know, just the scattered albums and prep and that. But I've been listening to a lot of Final Frontier. Like, yeah. That's my go-to now. Yeah. Uh, Peace of Mind, Summer in Time. Like, those are what I'm on now. Obviously, Killers, I played to yeah. death in the lead up to that. So, I haven't yeah. listened to Killers. And that's not true. I listened to Killers. I got drunk like three nights ago. I listened to Killers <laughs> again like twice. I listened to Virtual yeah. 11 today when I was at work. So, Good. there you go. <laughs> and I listened to Matter of Life and Death while I was waiting for you to come yeah. over. But, um, yeah. I've got a couple of uh, Maiden playlists. Well, I've got like 30 or 40 of them in my Google Music. <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, have like go-to lists for... The playlist, like I have my Legacy, Legacy of the Beast tour dream list, um, and 
that's it. Because I don't like listening to songs out of order. I don't. I don't like uh, playlists. I like. I just like listen to albums. Yeah, mostly I listen to albums, but I have a lot of other ones too. Yeah. That's not true. Half the time I listen to them, and half the time I don't. Yeah. If I'm actively listening to it, I'll put on an album. Yeah. But like if I'm sometimes I'm driving, I have like a driving playlist, and they're like the more epic. Yeah. Ones. So. So anyway, that was a good question from. That's Sheldon a great from question. It's good reflection. Really yeah. good. Where's he from? Texas. Cool. Yeah. Freedom down in Texas, man. That's a good, great yeah. state. So that's Austin, cool. Texas, man. That's on our that's on our list of places to go for me. Oh man, I'd love to. Yeah. I don't know where in Texas it didn't. I have a good friend in Austin, Texas, and um, wow, it's like this startup capital of Texas that just like people are leaving California for it. I just I really love the the concept of Texas. Some of the the gun stuff, some of the property stuff's a bit a bit far for me, but. Um, just the whole concept of it, you know. I, I just think Texas is cool. Yeah, it seems like a cool spot. Yeah. And I got okay, another email. Yeah. A guy named Phil from New Brunswick, Canada. New Brunswick. Yeah. Like he that. says you guys should do an Iron Maiden underrated songs episode, which is a great idea. That's a great idea. Let's do it. <laughs> He's from. Uh, let's do. I'll it. put that on the list of ones to He's do. He's from New Brunswick. Yeah. You've got family history in New Brunswick. Yeah, I've got a ton of relatives yeah. in New Brunswick. Yeah. And for people listening, New Brunswick is two provinces over. Across the ocean, north of Maine. So, so two, yes, north of Maine. Yeah, uh, it's it's south of Quebec and Montreal. Yeah, and um, yeah, I went to university there. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, that's right. So I lived there for four years. I did my uh, so graduate degree there. What would you pick as a uh, underrated song? I will just pick one each now. Yeah. Okay. As an underrated, I mean, there's hundreds. I mean, I could go through every album, and pick my favorite few songs that that aren't rated highly but I mean right off the bat I just said out of the shadows yeah that's a great one it's a great tune yeah it's a great tune I and it's kind of could, underrated too but you could pick any any song from that album you could argue it's underrated Death, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah you could you could couldn't you because I mean is there anything on there I mean I don't know these colors don't run brighter than a thousand suns I mean you know I, yeah. I still like different world but it is it's like it's it's so underrated is it underrated by Maiden fans casual Maiden so. fans or like rock music fans I think so because like I think your average Maiden fan put that album up pretty high. Yeah. The uniqueness of the fact that the only album that they've ever played completely beginning to end live. Yeah. It's that's cool. special. Yeah. Kicking myself I didn't see that tour now. Ugh. So if I had to pick one, I would pick Face in the Sand from Dance of Death. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to play a clip of the intro now because this is one of my very favorite ways that a Maiden song starts. And... I think the song just does not get the respect it deserves is buried in the back of side B of Dance of Death. That's one of my favorite Maiden songs. I love the way I we we did dance it when we did Dance of Death. I remember I talked about how the guitarists kind of like they howl when they come in. Yeah. In that one, I think it's a left speaker. And then when the drums come in, that double kick, like dun 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 dun, dun, dun it's just yeah. super awesome. It's very unique for a maiden song. Uh I don't know, I love it. It's totally underrated. Yeah. Totally underrated. 
Yeah, because he's only using a single bass. I used a double on that one. That's the only time he ever used a double. Yeah, because what was it? The the peace of mind opening track there. He was where Eagles Dare. Yeah, yeah. He was he was using the uh, because they were saying that was a single kick. Yeah, yeah, it was a single kick. That's right. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) as I'm stumbling, stammering through my words. Um, You got a clip. I want to tee up a clip. Okay. uh, Out of the shadows. Okay. Yeah, that's an awesome song. Yeah, you can't lose. Yeah, that's, that's a great song, and it is totally even me now. Yeah. When I think of that album, I forget how awesome that song is. Yeah, I, f- I totally forget what it is. It's it's more underrated than your song, and also better. <laughs> therefore, I don't know, man. Listen, therefore, okay, I win. Listen to the chorus of "Face in the Sand." Oh no, double Double clip. <laughs> not, not, not bad, not bad. But you thought I didn't have a second clip. And here we go. Clip Wars. Clip Wars begin. Um, <laughs> both underrated songs. Both. We definitely are going to do an episode, and this is a great idea for an episode. When I was listening to the your second clip and Bruce's vocals, I started to think, man, you know what? Second wave, second wave Bruce, like Brave New World on. There's definitely a common approach. You know, it's just, it's yeah. so common in the albums. Like, it, not common in a negative way. He just he loves the carrying vocals. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He's just got this. I think he came back to Maiden with this defined view. It's just hitting me right now, because like, I think through all of those, t- all all of the, those tracks, like, and that's so like Book of Souls, that um, it just, yeah. He, they, but there's that's an interesting angle, like because I think maybe they've become more, not formulaic in a negative way, but they've 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 become more of that routine epic almost you yeah know, in the later years so that's something to talk about and we'll, we'll look into later um definitely but man i love the clips you can't go wrong with a few clips and you can't go wrong with that the concept of doing an underrated song so i think we can we can do a lot with that oh yeah, yeah. so phil that's from new brunswick phil from new brunswick uh, we get another phil philip from sweden cool uh i'm not using any last names because i don't know he sent in a dream set list for this coming up, to, this tour coming up. Ooh. Um, he says, as an opener, he'd like to hear "Be Quick or Be Dead," which would be an amazing opener. I know, but didn't I call that as well? I can't remember. Yeah, but I'm just gonna it's go through. Like, and then he says, yeah. "From Here to Eternity," yeah. which 
I listened to that song a lot yeah. when we were doing the music videos episode. Remember, because yeah. I was trying to figure out who the girl in the music video was. And I yeah, tracked her it's down. a little bit cheesy. And I tweeted at her, but she yeah. didn't tweet us back. Yeah. Um, Twenty Two Acacia Avenue. Love it. Would be great for the greater good of God. He says because of the trailer, and it's an yeah. amazing song, which is true. And wait, now was that the song that they said? Because we covered this in the podcast. That was the greater good of God. Was they basically indicated one hundred percent it was going to be in the list, right? Well, it's the background music for the promo video okay. that they put out the teaser. Yeah. Then so, he says, you'll yeah. love this one, Quest for Fire. I love that. Yeah, I love that song too. I know I used that one before when I used it as an example of like the lyrics that I don't yeah. like, but I don't really care. The lyrics don't have to be great. The song itself is great. Oh, and such a good yeah, the vocals are great. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner or Alexander the Great. Rhyme, rhyme every time for me. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah, probably. Although Alexander the Great, you know, just. Yeah. I've seen them do rhyme before, so maybe I'll pick live, Alexander yeah. the Great. Prowler, No Prayer for the Dying. Ooh. The clairvoyant that would be awesome. Clairvoyant, I'm a little bit. Sea of Madness or Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner. Wait now, slow down. Sea of Madness or Loneliness of the Long Distance. Loneliness and Long Distance Runner. I would take Loneliness but, for me. But before that, you threw a Prowler. No prayer and no prayer. Yeah. Okay. And the the clairvoyant would be great. And the the clansman would be that. awesome. Clansman. Then great. he says Montsegura, which you will love. Oh yeah, I'd love to he, hear that he too. He put that in for me. I actually listened to that today a few times. Yeah. Uh, and is that Philip from Sweden? Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> that's a good one. And he says Brave New World, which is one of the ones I had picked I love it. for the love set it. list. Fear yeah. of the Dark, because that's a concert. That's one of the ones, not a huge fan of Fear of the Dark, but yeah. live. Yeah. And now, live, are, are, is that the encore? No. Nope. And, and yeah. Iron Maiden. Yeah. And then he says for the encore, Tail Gunner, Hallowed, and Running Free. And I was thinking, opening up the encore with Tail Gunner would be awesome. That would be. Imagine, like they're they're gone, they're gone off stage. Yeah. The lights are dark, and then it's like that That'd be awesome. That and Hallowed, and then Running Free is a great one to end with. Yeah, Running Free is good, especially. I was gonna say end with Hallowed, but you know, you probably need to pick you back up again, <laughs> yeah. right? Otherwise, everyone walks out like they're they've yeah. just been hung. <laughs> so anyway, I think that's, that's a, a good set list. Yeah. That's yeah. a good set list. There's it's when he said from here to eternity, which I've been reading a lot of people's predictions online, and mm-hmm. I've hardly seen anyone mention from here to eternity in their set list. That would be a cool one to add. From that era, right? It represents something. It does, yeah. And I do kind of like that song. Yeah, I like all these songs. I know. So <laughs> Philip from Sweden has a good set list that he sent in. Yeah. So the next uh, email we got was Paul, I'll say Paul L. Yeah. From California. I was back and forth with him. He has some like awesome Maiden stories. So he says, he sent in some ideas. This is in no order. These are just songs that he would love to hear. Uh, Alexander the Great. He yeah. says, like a lot of Maiden fans, I would love for them to break this out live because they've never played it. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about Alexander. It's so uh, long and like... Yeah, I know. But the... then I'm like, just because the lyrics are the way they are, the song itself is amazing. Yeah. Because I remember when we did Somewhere in Time... I remember saying, if Alexander the Great, if I could get an instrumental version of that, it would like yeah. blow people's minds. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Uh, what are you looking for? Like, Alexander the Great, we've ripped the lyrics apart. It's a good tune. Uh, we enjoy it. You know what? It. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's an awesome song. It is an it's awesome song. It's really awesome. But just think about Klansman, comparatively. And it's eight and a half minutes. And I mean, that's a lot of... That's two short main songs, yeah. or like the red and yeah. black. And I'd rather for me, take I'm it. not having... It. I'm having Klansman. Oh, me too. Yeah, every By time. Far. All day. He also says... Flight of Icarus, which is like your uh, dr- oh, your dream song. What's his have. name? Paul. Friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the Paul, show, Paul. Friend of the show. Infinite Love Dreams, him. which would be great. Infinite Dreams. Caught yeah. Somewhere in Time and uh, Stranger in a Strange Land, which would both be awesome. That's awesome. 
I love Kotsa. Deja vu, Montsegur. <laughs> Deja vu. Oh, <laughs> Deja, Deja vu. Deja vu. Twenty-two Acacia Avenue. Still life. Where eagles dare and bring your daughter to the slaughter. Oh, this is great. Yeah. A huge emphasis Montsegur, on the, again, that would be amazing. Huge emphasis on the early 80s, though. Yeah. Huge emphasis. It is Legacy of the Beast, right? It is. So, uh, Stranger in a Strange Land would be a great one to add. Yeah. That'd be that cool. Good. So they uh, they played that for the first five shows of the Ed Hunter show tour. Yeah. And then they dropped it after the first five. That's right. And Adrian... Uh, had to miss a few shows because his father ended up. His father got sick and his father died, so he had to miss a bunch of shows. And Yannick didn't have time to learn the uh, solo for Stranger in Strange Land. And then when he came back, they decided to leave it off because I think they thought it like destroyed the momentum of the show. Yeah. So I don't know how they feel about that or if they'd bring it back. Ah, interesting angle. Yeah. Great cover art on that single. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the best. I just love the the Stranger in Strange Land. It's just such a cool futuristic, yeah, concept. You know, and caught somewhere in time. Somewhere in time. They haven't played that since '87. I'd love to hear that too. Really. And then this is also the same same Paul, friend of the show, Paul from California. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about Blaze, and he said, "Lots of Virtual Eleven is underrated. I think Lightning Strikes Twice and Como Estas Amigos are two of the most underrated songs they did with Blaze." Especially the guitar hook that comes up in the middle of the song. It's pretty amazing. So I'm going to play a clip of the guitar hook in the middle of... I assume this is what he's talking about. It is pretty amazing. I think that's a pretty cool part. Yeah, You're yeah. not that as familiar with this album as me. Yeah, no. I, I but I really it, do like that well, part. And, yeah. and the, the transition there, I think, is kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it, yeah. it's good. I like it because it has that like feel of Dance of Death without jumping into the, like, the that song, Dance of Death, without jumping into like the kind of cheesy Irishness. I don't know. It kind of feels sloppy to me. I don't feel like Virtual Eleven was really uh, a lot of thought went into it. We'll see it. When, we, when we cover that album. we got to cover it, yeah. I'll probably fall in love with it. And just because he, he mentioned Lightning Strikes Twice... I'm going to play the solo from Lightning Strikes Twice, which is a really unique Maiden solo. Like, this sounds like no other Maiden solo, and I think it's just Yannick going nuts for the second half, anyway. Me as a big Blaze fan, I agree with Paul from California that both these songs are underrated. I think they're both great. You're not okay. so impressed. <laughs> no, I, th- I think they're fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not anti Blaze. No, I know. I know. Yeah. We, we'll we'll have this yeah. summer. I, you know, I just I, I I put myself in their mindset. Like you know, there's there's Murray playing that that solo, and he's cranking it out. He's probably yeah. and the he, second half I think is Yannick, and he's just 
that yeah. sounds really typical Yannick weird solo. That's pretty cool. Fair enough. But what are they then? They're about 40? Right? Maybe. They're know. 40. It's the late 90s. Yeah. Ty's kind of going against them. Bruce is gone. It's dark days in some ways. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny because yeah. he's like cranking it out there. I'm wondering what Watson his head is like. Ah, sun's setting on this. And now it's like 20 years later, and I would say they're bigger than ever. Yeah, I would say in many ways they're bigger yeah, than ever. Right? It's 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 such an amazing revival story. I'm not putting that on Blaze at all. I mean, no. If anything, Blaze was there during a dark period in the music industry in general. Oh, yeah, and bad dark and, you know, space for metal at the time, too. Exactly. More metal than anything. So one last thing that this guy had in his yeah. email was he sent a link to... Uh, I've heard this before. I don't know if you've heard this before. Have you heard these... Uh, it's this guy Tommen Zwijen. I don't know how you pronounce his last Man. name. And with Blaze Bailey, Tom. and he, they're doing acoustic versions of some of the Blaze songs with Blaze. They're pretty cool. The only reason I want to play this clip is because listen to how good Blaze's voice sounds. This is like okay. twenty years. It is twenty years since these albums, and Blaze's voice is super powerful. And I was, it just goes to show, like when Blaze is singing stuff that. He that's written for his range, how amazing his voice is. No more tears, no more tears. If we live for a hundred years, amigos, no more not a huge fan of taking these like metal songs and doing acoustic versions but like his voice sounds amazing yeah. like his voice sounds probably better than it ever has that's really good i gotta yeah. say I, I enjoy that yeah yeah but i mean it's just like i always say like you put him into maiden and then you try to get him to sing those some of those bruce songs and you're like i wouldn't get glenn danzig to sing for my judas priest I mean, I cover was, band I you was, know what i mean like it's i wasn't hearing a lot of maiden there <laughs> no i know but <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I, you know, like, look, I've yeah, I've come around a lot on on the Blaze stuff, and I, I respect him yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, you know, it's just huge shoes to fill. And he's such a hard worker and good guy. Like, yeah, well, just, we, yeah. you know, when we do the the work on on the stuff he's done since, as we dig into that, it'll be interesting. Yeah, because uh, like you're saying, you know, we've talked about it. The amount of energy he puts into his fans is something to be yeah appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, we got one more email. Great feedback. Uh, Kale, is that C A E L? Is that how you pronounce? It's one of those. Uh, uh, yeah, perhaps Kale. I think his name is from Bunbury, Western Australia. Yeah. Says just wanted to send you guys my appreciation from Western Australia and say that I'm really looking forward to a discussion of Mission from Airy. Wondering if nice. you'll do another Legacy of the Beast discussion when the tour has begun. Yeah. Um. And we see the photos, videos, and set lists. So Ooh. yeah. We already are going to totally do tons and tons of totally stuff on this tour once it gets on the go. Absolutely. The mission for Mary, though, we kind of broke. We kind of covered it. We covered it in the Power Slave. Was that, was that the one? Yeah, we on the B side of. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's an interesting one. Yeah. we talked about that a few. And times. we're going to do more B sides episodes. Yeah. And when that when we get to that as a B side, we'll probably go into it again. But yeah, if you go back to the, the Power Slave, two, I think we talked about that. I can't remember. Yeah, we did talk about it there somewhere. I think I think we touched on it though when we were 
um, teeing up in Power Slave. We talked about because the missionary is the oh God. I think it's is it the it's two it minutes to midnight? Isn't no, it? No, it was added to the second one. It was two minutes to midnight, but it yeah. was added after. It wasn't on the original signal. It was the one that was added in that box set. Anyway, we will touch yeah. on it again because we're going to do more yeah, B-sides. It was, but, but it was a it was the it was the third track on the B side. But the um, the concept was um, Nico and um, and Harris got in a debate. Anyway, the the, yeah. the tape that had Power Slave on it almost got smashed. So, right. Yeah, we'll break yeah. that down yeah. for him at some stage because we are going to go through yeah. all the B sides in episodes yeah. individually. So when we get to that B side, we'll uh, definitely touch on it again. Good point. So, Good anyway, point. that's it. That's all our uh, emails. Real quick before yeah. we move on there. Uh, what was his name again? Kale. Kale. So um, I hope we pronounce that correctly. Yeah. Email uh, us if we're saying your name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, the But down in Australia, where a buddy of ours is, is a diehard Maiden fan, uh, who shall remain nameless. <laughs> and uh, he, um, we were talking about how there's more Maiden fans in Canada than the U.S., Australia seems to have a high representation as well. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot down there too. Yeah, and you can tell. I don't know if there's more fans or if there's just. uh, But there's obviously there would be more maiden fans in the states just because of the population. Yeah, that make well, yeah, but I mean proportions higher. But I think I think Australia's really high, and also you can tell by the number of tour dates that they always have there. So that's a good that's a good measure because you want to service your fans. Yeah. Yes. So wow. Oh my God. We kind of we've done our spring cleaning. We've reflected on a few (laughs) things. We've teed up the. The Legacy of the Beast tour, which yep. we're getting really pumped for. Um, now, we won't talk about the tour all the time, but it's going to dominate our news, isn't yeah. it? Well, anytime anything comes out, like we're going to be rehashing whatever happened in the past few days of tour dates. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now with YouTube, like after every show, I'll be on like looking for any kind of clips and stuff. I don't know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's super exciting. Yeah. we got so much other stuff to cover, though. It's like <laughs> so much work. Yeah. No, so. it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, that the, the tour stuff is the easy stuff. That's the fun stuff. Oh, that's great. So if you're going to the Estonia show or one of the early shows, if you can or are willing to yeah. be interviewed, reach out to us. Yeah, totally. And we'd love to have you on just to get your perspective on it. Yeah, or even email us a uh, review. Yeah, email us or uh, email us or tweet, uh, tweet us any pictures. Yep. Uh, that'd be great. Um, so perfect. Talking Maiden. If you want to get in touch with us, go to TalkingMaiden.com. Yep. We're on there on Twitter, email. Uh, obviously, you can tell by today. We, we can't reply to every email necessarily, but yep. any well-thought-out email. We have officially we replied to every email now. We after, have? After talking to... Yeah. We've gone through Well, them. I've been emailing people back, but there's a couple here that we skipped that I just we just did on air. So. Perfect. Yeah. So you will get a reply, and hopefully, um, if, if the email's a hot take, if there's something interesting, we can get you on the air. Uh, obviously, uh, time depending. TalkingMaiden.com, you'll find us there. 